0: Did forget to say if you're new, fill out the connect card, put in the offering at the end of the message so we can send you something sweet in the mail. There you go. And it's not a candy cane either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good to see all of you today. I hope that you all had a a great, great, great Christmas. And um, I hope that, uh, well, did you get what you wanted did anybody get a Red Ryder Daisy BB gun? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you know why, don't you? <laughs> Shoot your eye out. <laughs> well, this morning, I, uh, uh, Pastor Josh is still recovering from his surgery. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, coming along, but uh, does need your prayer. It's just um, a lot of, lot of uh, soreness. In the abdomen area from um, the hernia repair that he went through, and so it we'll just continued to hold him up in prayer. Uh, this morning I get to speak to you, and uh, uh, I, I, I. This today, this this Sunday, it's kind of a, it's an interesting Sunday. It's it's uh it's in between. You know, it's, it's not the new year. It's not Christmas. It's just sort of like the last, you know, the last, uh, the last Sunday of the year. And so what are you going to do with it? Uh, you know, it's just kind of here it is, but it's, it's a great Sunday. To me, it's a great Sunday. I, I love it. it kind of reminds me of, um, of, you know, in the, the, mo- you know, the movie, um, um, you know, a Christmas story of, you know, after the Christmas presents have been opened and there's wrapping paper all over the place and, um, you know, they're kind of sitting there and, you know, enjoying the, the afterglow of, of, of the presents and everything. And, and the dad says to, to Ralphie, Ralphie, did you get everything you want? No, oh, well, you know, he's trying to be cool about it, not be a spoiled brat. Oh, well, you know. No, no, no. And, this is, and dad says, wait a minute. Is there another present over there? Is there another present over there, behind the desk, by the desk there? And uh, Rafi, ooh. so you know he goes and he opens it up, and it's what he was, what he was hoping for. Well, um, after the Christmas presents have all been opened, I hope that today the message today is a, is a, stirs your heart and just a, an extra little gift. But what I want to do today is kind of take it from a devotional standpoint, when I say devotional, it's like a thought to, you know, a daily devotional is a thought to to base your day on. What I'd like to do is like to do a um, a devotional for the thought to base your year on, the the coming year, and pray that it will be something that will motivate you into some some really interesting things in your life in the coming year. But... uh, as we are living in the last days, a couple of weeks ago, Brad Dakis, when he was here, talked about you know using this these these present evil times um, in uh, using them to 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 share the, the goodness of God, to share the hope that we have in, in God, and not to be surprised at what's going on around us. And I want to kind of take a look at that as we're living these last days. That you know, as a matter of fact, we really are being driven away from a faith. In God and of, and really to specifically today, a faith in the Bible. We're being driven away from faith in the Bible um, by political correctness. That because you know the Bible says some things that just simply are not polit- politically correct, and we kind of sometimes have to decide: Do we really want to be faithful to God's word, or are we going to have a watered-down approach to to, to, to life? But. When we, when we live in this age of of, of scoffing, scoffing is a it's a, it's a prime commodity in our culture today. Uh, being doubtful and, and harassing uh, the, the good things, especially in the season of a um, of of an election, it really gets bad. Where we're 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 taught we're expected to doubt everybody around us, our leaders, to to put them in a all in a negative um, category. And I want to talk a little bit today about the issue of. Of, of God's reliability in, in his word now last week I got to talk to you a little bit about, about Christmas and uh, the power of Christmas and God's gift to us in Christmas and I wanted to like, like part two today that God's gift to us yes it is his son, it's his primary gift to us but he's also given us a, a, a guide path, he's given us a map he's given us something we can base our lives on and when we are living in a culture that is taught to doubt the Word of God, taught to, to ridicule the Word of God, not to believe the Word of God, to put it in with, with every other writing that is around, that all of a sudden we begin to kind of wonder, well, can I really base my life on it? Can I, can I really do that? Um, I have, in my years of education... I have been blessed um, and in some places challenged uh, by some of the schools and seminaries that I've been able to to go to and to attend. I started off in a very fundamental uh, Bible school that I am very grateful for. Uh, I thank God for it. Um, But I also have been able to attend some seminaries that were liberal that, that caused me to... Not to doubt my faith, but very honestly to believe more in my faith. Uh, because the things that I was taught that taught me to doubt it, well, it was really quite honestly, um, you know, there's no, no substance to it at all. And I, I have been in, in some classes um, that we were, um, well, I, one class in particular that I was in. Uh, it was a, a class on on preaching, and it's something that um, I believe is important to do often to try and keep, the, uh, keep tuned up and to be, be challenged. And in this class on preaching, we, we had to put together a sermon. I put together a sermon on, on God providing for us and God protecting us at times that we didn't know that God was there to protect us. Uh, and how many times God has been at work in our lives and we, we didn't know it and this is a class of, of all other pastors and the pastors evaluate the, the, the sermon, evaluate the, the, the presentation um, and in, in doing this uh, I, I, I used an example of a story that some of you are aware of and it was a story that happened a number of years ago uh, when I, we had shipped a, a container of relief uh, to, to uh, Russia uh, particularly down by the, the Black Sea, uh, to some uh, Chechen refugees, we had been working with Chechen refugees, Christians, and uh, we had sent this 40-foot container of relief to to uh, Chech to uh, South Africa, um, and while we were there. Uh, we'd send our paperwork ahead of time so that we could get the container released and delivered. We would go to the refugee camp and pass it out, and just have just have a, a good time. And we got there, and uh, the, uh, our contact said the paperwork didn't come, the container's not released. Um, it's it's going to take too long, and so we're just kind of scratching our heads. Well, God, we we thought we did everything in the right way at the right time, and you know, God, we're really disappointed. And we were angry about it, very honestly, uh, calling FedEx, screaming at them, um, because they were supposed to deliver the paperwork ahead of time, and and, it, and so we're we're there. FedEx car pulls up in front of the house where we were, where we were uh, in the little village called Minvoti and uh, just scratching our head, what's going on? Why did God? Why did God let us down? And a guy from across the street comes over with the FedEx package. And he says, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, my mother was here visiting, and this, this package came, and she knew it was important, so she hid it. <laughs> and we go, <sighs> and we open it up, and there it is. It's all right. Oh, man, we were just, you know, just upset about it. And, oh, boy, what a, this is a waste of time to fly all the way down here. Well, what are we going, you know, bad, bad, bad. And uh, a little later on, we found out that we were supposed to have been at the refugee camp at 10 o'clock in the morning. We found out that at 10 o'clock that morning, that uh, the Chechen um, uh, terrorists drove through the, the, the camp and uh, killed um, uh, numbers of people, 150 or so people. Just just mowed them down at the time that we were supposed to have been there. You kind of back off and you go, whoa. God did a miracle (laughs) you know a couple of weeks before when we had a need God we didn't know that we had a need God answered the need that we didn't know that we had and so I was using this story as an example of God's faithfulness to us. And, and some of the, the liberal students in the, in the class began to ridicule me. I thinking, well, why, what makes you think that you're so special that God will protect you and not the people who were killed? You can't get up in front of your church and say things like that. It's wrong for you to, to make people feel like they are less than what God, then you're missing the whole the whole." Thrust of it, I, you know, I'm here to be evaluated. But, but the idea is not that it's that when you call upon the name of the Lord, that He's He's going to be there, and He's going to. And even when we don't call, we have a God. And it just went no, and it was just the 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 negative attitude towards well, you can't take things from the Bible and and apply it to 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 to, to the life today, man. And I, began, I had was one of my real first living encounters with with liberal the, with liberal theology that just simply doubts the Word of God that just simply has no room for the Word of God to be an authority. My thing in my mind was, why are you even bothering being in a church then you know but 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 this this scoffing attitude, and because we live in this 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 end of times that we are living in. Uh, we are being uh, attacked and the word of God is being attacked because the enemy of God does not want us to have the the strength and the, the, this anchor to hold on to and there are, There's a couple of words that are used to describe the Bible that, that as, a, as a basic Bible-believing church that we have to grasp and hold on to. And that the, the Word of God is infallible. That means that it's incapable of error. That the Bible is incapable of error. If something is infallible, it is never wrong, and it is always Trustworthy and the word of God and what I want to give you as a devotional for the coming year is the word of God is trustworthy you can depend on the word of God um, another one of the words that is used to describe it is, 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 is inerrant that there are no errors inside of the word of God and uh, it's important that we as believers in Jesus Christ embrace that and regardless of what uh, the History Channel tells you about God's Word being just put together by by a bunch of people over thousands of years, and so and it's full of errors. And no, no, it's not. If you really want to do some research on it, there's a book by Norman Geisler and William Roach, uh, and the name of the book is. I mean, there's there's numbers of books. But it's probably one of the best around. It is not an easy read. You're not going to be able to read it in between, you know, uh, you know during commercial breaks. Um, but the title of the book is called Defending Inerrancy, Affirming the Accuracy of Scripture for a New Generation. And I would encourage you to, to grab a hold of that if, you, if you're having troubles with it or if you, are, if you know anybody that is having troubles with it. One of the greatest gifts that my parents gave me was to never question the authority of the Bible. Well, well, that, well don't you... That, no, you know, no, 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 I, I was taught that way. I was taught that way. I was taught that the Bible is reliable, and uh some of the first scriptures i had i had to memorize i was forced to memorize scripture and and one of them was in second peter in chapter 1 verse 19 do we have that one on the screen i Did I give you that one? I don't think I did. did Yeah, yeah, here we go. Okay, we also have the prophetic messages as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So we have prophet... Okay, above all, you must uh, understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. And this is the one that drove me. For prophecy never had its origin in, the, in human will. But prophets, in the King James, holy men of God, through human, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And that's something that I was just honestly just you know this is the scripture you know and okay well then i'm then i am going to believe that that no no prophecy no uh, scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation his own will it was the holy spirit that was leading them and guiding them and telling them what to write down they may not have known that they're writing scripture they may have thought they were just writing a letter but the holy spirit had you in mind uh in the year 2016 (laughs) yeah and so it's important that we embrace the word of God as truth and we make sure because we serve an infallible God that his word to us is going to be infallible also that the doctrines of scripture that they are based on God's perfect character you know, one of the things—I mean, sometimes—I mean, I, I look at our worship songs that we're singing. I, I got to do it. I, I did it today. I'm looking at that. Man, that's good theology. That is good theology. That's good teaching. You know, and and I want you know, you know, it, it is uh, the the worship songs that we sing. That they're they're not just a uh, well thing you know, they got a good beat and you can dance to them. For all you old. Uh, dick clark fans um, but no it is we sing this because it's truth and this truth comes from our heart and it mingles with the holy spirit that is empowering our, our hearts to even say more and out of that comes this, 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 this teaching that teaches our soul and causes us to to walk in a way that is that is powerful and so this morning, if I can give you any gift for the coming year, any devotion for the coming year, it's that the, 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 the text is reliable. The Word of God is reliable. You can base not, not your life on it, but you, you can bet your future on it. It's worthy of betting your future on. And so I, I want to... Well, first of all, do you remember... Uh, a few years back when The Purpose Driven Life came out. And I mean, and it, 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 honestly, it changed the face of the world. It really did. It changed the face of the world. And in, in the book, The Purpose Driven... Because, I mean, the world is looking for a purpose. We want something to live for, and you know. And, and in the book, um, as Warren is writing the book, he, he puts down some things. He talks about God's word. And I want to remind you of some of these things this morning that he talks about in the purpose-driven life about God's Word. What it does and why the Word of God is so important for each one of us to have alive in in, in our hearts and our lives. But he says that God's Word, that it produces change. It it makes change for, for each one of us. That God's Word, it frightens the devil. It frightens the devil because, because when the devil understands that that you believe this and not the History Channel, that was supposed to have been funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't funny, was it? <laughs> uh, when when he believes that you believe the Word of God over over skeptics scoffing, that that it it does frighten the devil, because he knows that there is some truth in here that is going to radically change your lives, that because as as Warren says in his book, it causes miracles, when you begin to believe in God's word, it causes miracles miracles take place around you, that it also it heals hurts, that in in our our hearts, maybe we've been hurt living in this world, but but the Holy Spirit's going to be there opening up this Word of God and letting you know that He's going to, he's going to, he's going to heal those, those hurts and those wounds. And that it also builds character. The Word of God builds character. It causes us to, to change and to, to look different, to live life in a different fashion, to, to run our marriages in a, in a certain way, to run our businesses in a certain way. Because there's a christ-like character in it it transforms circumstances that we can see that there's there's, there's a place of, of hope that in this circumstance it's going to change it's going to change for the better that the word of god it imparts joy that there's a joy that comes because we know that we have a god who cares about this situation that it overcomes adversity the word of god overcomes adversity those situations that we are in it gives us ability to overcome the plans of the devil in our lives it defeats temptation thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against against thee it infuses hope that even in the hopeless situation that we we have hope because god's word tells us that we're going to win in the end that it it releases power there's a power that comes from God and I'm going to base my life on that power not on, on, on the negative, negative around me and it cleanses our minds you know, what is it, how does a young man cleanse his ways by, by taking heed to the word of God and it brings things into being, the things that things aren't there That it gives us the, 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 the promise of, of God doing something and making something happen that's, that's not happening right now and then one of the last things that Warren talks about in the book is that it guarantees our future forever. That the Word of God guarantees our future forever. Now, do you see why God's enemy wants you to doubt this book? That's a pretty heavy list there. That's some awful big claims, but they're true. <laughs> And so the word, the, the, the enemy of God wants you to get in that place where you're skeptical towards it. And you heard somebody say on the history channel that, that had some kind of a degree from someplace that, that the, the text, that they contradicted each other and that the word of God is not infallible and it's full of errors. And that's why it's important for you to not just look at those things, but to get a hold of Geisler's book and, and to read that. Because it's important that we realize that as you're facing the coming year, that this word of God tells us some things like in Mark in chapter nine, verse twenty-three, that everything is possible for the one who believes. That if I believe that whatever I'm facing, that it is I, I'm gonna be able to make it through it. You know, to to live like Christ, to have a Christ centered life. You have to, to live in that place of, of, of possibilities. You have to live in that place of knowing that everything is possible for those who believe. When my belief system is beginning to be attacked because, well, the Word of God, it's just a book, it's some good religious writings, you know, whatever you want to read, any good religious writing will work. No, this book is divinely inspired. And because of this, this issue that of faith in our lives, the enemy of God is going to attack the very foundation. Was Jesus Christ really God's son? Or was he just a good, a good guy that just kind of wandered around and did a few nice things? To live in that place of God, there's possibilities, and I want to see them come from you. The Bible tells us that the just are going to live by faith. It also tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. I have to have faith in God and what he's saying to me. That The Bible also tells me that whatever is not of faith is, is a sin. If I'm doing something and it's just out of a, a, a good effort, it's a, it's a waste of time. The Bible also tells me that according to your faith let it be done unto you if i am doubting and doubting the word of god and doubting god's plan for my life and doubting that god's going to protect me and doubting that god is going to answer my prayers and send an answer even before i have need know i have a need if i have my doubts about it, then then according to my faith it's going to happen well no god's not going to be there because i'm not believing that he's going to be there and so i want to encourage you as as we are going into a new year I want to give you this this new year blessing I want to give you this new year extra little gift hidden behind the desk Um, and you won't put your eye out with it either Uh, but, but the word of God it's reliable, you can depend on it, it is worth basing everything on you see when we have unbelief in our life it, it limits our life. When we have those doubts of "No, God's not going to do that," then, according to our faith, it's going it's going to happen. In Philippians in chapter four, verse thirteen, it says, "For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength." And so, I'm going to put my faith in Christ. I'm going to to focus on His plan for my life. And I'm going to allow God to, to, to lead me and to guide me. I'm going to believe sometimes when it's uncomfortable to believe. I'm going to push back past those doubts and I'm going to even doubt my doubts. And I'm going to say, I'm going to put my trust and my faith in God's word. Because holy men of God did write these things down. They, 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 did, they did these things so, because God has a plan for my life. And when we are looking at these passages about God's, God's plan and God's blessing for our lives. When we are looking at the promises that God makes for us. Of learning to embrace these things to to pull them in tight and to say god i'm, I'm going to trust you you know the the past year, the one that you 're about ready to say goodbye to, if I asked you to write down that one thing that was the greatest blessing in your life what what would it be and it would be something that that you can see. God's hand in it. You can see that thing that, that took place that you have to back off and say, wow, that, that was God. God was involved in it. And you realize that you do matter to God. You realize that, that God has called you to a place of great blessing in your life so in the coming year, let the blessings of God flow in your heart and your life. A couple of passages I want to I send off as, as I'm sending you home. Um, in 2 Timothy, in chapter 3, verse, verse starting at verse 16, and again, this is another one of those passages that was, you know, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. You know, do we really believe that? You know, okay, God, it's going to train me in righteousness. That that all Scripture is that way. You know, there was even times in the in the when when Scripture was doubted, and, and Peter is writing um, a, a letter. You see, you know, sometimes Paul's writings are they're a little they're a little confusing, and 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 when they're a little confusing, well what happens is, is um, unscrupulous men, they, they take these things but, and, then, and then Peter says, but, and he says, as they do the rest of the scripture, Peter was saying that even at that time that these writings are scripture. Paul's writings are scripture. They were embraced at the very beginning as being scripture. And what I'm saying is that if those who touched Jesus, if those who were around Jesus, who heard the teachings, are saying, these scriptures are good. They're good. These writings of Paul, they're good. They're scripture. They're just as valuable and as much the word of God as anything in the Old Testament. They're as valuable and as reliable as the Ten Commandments. I want you to know you can base your life on it, it is worth basing your life on, it's worth basing, basing the coming year on, and so I want to encourage you, my, my, my challenge to you is this year let God's word produce change and let it frighten the devil, <laughs> you know, you know, let it cause miracles to happen in your life. Let 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 the word of God heal those hurts on the inside, and let it build character, and let it transform circumstances around you that are they they look hopeless. But you can do all things through Christ, and that's the reason that the devil doesn't want you to believe the Bible. Because if you believe that you can do all things through Christ, then then you've got him licked, and because of that, it's going to be a good year that it's going to give you joy it's going to give you joy in your heart it's going to overcome those adverse situations it's going to give you hope even when things don't look good it's going to be there it's going to release power in your life and it's going to bring things into being that normally you just wouldn't have too much hope or too much faith with and the idea that as a matter of fact I can do everything through Christ who, who gives me strength and so as you're facing the coming year because next year, you're, next Sunday, you'll be in it. <laughs> As you're facing the coming year, knowing that God's got a plan, folks. If you understand His Word, if you're not a stranger to His Word, you can have a pretty good idea of what, what part of His plan is. If you understand the Bible, you're going you know, to face some situations. Well, do I do this or not? Well, the Word of God says, don't do that. Oh, okay, then I won't do that then you expect God's blessing in your lives and so what I want to say to you this you know, this coming year as you're closing off this one I want to say may God bless you richly for all of you that worked so hard uh, in the living nativity thank you so much for what you did to make it happen for all of you that worked so hard in the past year to keep the church doors open uh, of, of being faithful to, to those areas of ministry that God has called you to may, may God bless you may God bless you richly may God bless you, as you ha- and may you re- reap the, the benefits and the rewards that comes from knowing that you know, I've been faithful in the small and God is going to, to continue to bless me sometimes it may not feel like a big thing that you're doing but when you quit doing it and the big gap is there, right? It's a big thing. And so I want to say thank you to all of you for what you have been doing, what you have done, your heart of service, your heart of of, of giving to the Lord, giving your time, and your energy, and your money to to the Lord. Because you know you you believe in this word, and you you know that it's it's infallible. It's infallible. Oh, I've gone through all those arguments. I want you to know that and I've gone through all those arguments of textual criticism higher criticism I've gone through all of those and I find out that I just love the Bible because it's simple because it just says God loves you you can't get your way to God and so God had to make a way and God made a way and if you'll trust him you get to, you get to live with him for eternity and that's a good deal okay <laughs> okay and so, thank you so much, church family, for, for what you've done this, this, the past year. Thank you for what you're going to do in the coming year. Because God's a good God and great things are going to continue to happen. You know what? God is at work to make all things work together for good. You may be having some hard times and some tough times, but God is at work to make everything work together for good. You know? that's the kind of God that you serve that's the God that we are proclaim here is that God is good and he really loves you I want to ask the ushers to come to the front and as they are coming again thank you for your faithfulness and giving and thank you for your the ways that you have uh, blessed the church Many of you have found that secret of keeping God's blessing on your finances. And you realize that, man, as a matter of fact, this, you know, honoring God this way does work. It does make a difference. Maybe you've gotten a little behind in your your tithing to the Lord this year. Not from some religious, legalistic way, but just because it's a a covenant that you made with God. And I want to get caught up. It's just, you know... You know, the Bible says to fulfill your vows and God I want to do this. And 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 wow, God, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Maybe you got behind I'd encourage encouraged to get caught up. Not from legalism, not from because because you're obligated, but because God's worthy of it. God's worthy of it. You see, I I know throughout the years that keeping the mark of God on my life, in every area of my life, it always, it always pays. There's always that faithfulness of God that is there to make great things happen. So Father in heaven, we thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. We pray this morning that you would smile on this church and continue to smile on this church in the way that you have we pray that when we come together that we will always put a smile on your face that this church that believes that through God all things are possible that we just continue to bless I pray father for that commitment to to your word God that we will not allow the enemy to, to rob us of faith and confidence in your word but a God of believing and knowing that that holy men of God wrote they spoke these things as they were being directed by the Holy Spirit and that very same Holy Spirit that directed them is there with us as we're reading your word we thank you Father we thank you so much now as we return to you this morning as we give this tithes and offerings back to you. I pray a blessing on everyone here that they will experience the love of God in a fresh way. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ who forgives us of all unrighteousness and puts us in a relationship. And God, we know that because. Your word says that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.